This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Ann Romer, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Jim Lawson has been an integral part of Ponies 24-7 right from the get-go. A frequent guest and a huge supporter of this show, we are deeply grateful for all he has done for us, for Woodbine, and for the horse racing industry as a whole. Next Sunday, October the 1st, Jim Lawson officially retires as the CEO of Woodbine Entertainment. As he told us the last time he was a guest on our show, he is not stepping down, rather he is stepping back. Jim Lawson joins us now on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Okay, I am such a fan of Woodbine's Mark McKelvey. I watched him broadcast both the King's Plate and the Prince of Wales Stakes. Outstanding work on both Triple Crown races, and the Breeders' Stakes is just around the corner. But Mark's talents don't begin and end on camera. He's also masterful and hardworking behind the scenes as Woodbine's Senior Manager of Communications. He is our guest today on Ponies 24-7. He's going to give us the exciting details surrounding Woodbine Mohawk Park's thrilling harness racing card tonight, where the best of the best will compete in races like the Mohawk Million and the Metro Pace, just to name a few. And over $3.5 million in total is up for grabs tonight. And finally, he's back. My co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and some other North American tracks racing today with our Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's going to be a great show. Please get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy-duty action. When we come back, Larry Simpson will join us as our new show feature, in case you missed it, is On Deck, Ponies 24-7's recap of the week that was in horse racing news, sponsored by R.S. Bulk propane. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks, and government and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. 
Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Ann Romer. Let me introduce you to my amazing co-host, Larry Simpson, and our, in case you missed it, a look at the week that was in horse racing news and sponsored by RS Bulk Propane. Larry, Little Brown Jug, not what you've been drinking. (laughs) It's actually a great race uh, this past Thursday at the Delaware Harness Track in Ohio. Yeah, it's uh, for three-year-old pacers, and it was won by, you could say, some familiar faces. Uh, Mm -hmm. North America Cup winner, It's My Show, uh, and friend of the show, uh, It's My Show, Scott Zeron, the driver, uh, harness driver. And it was the horse was trained by Linda Toscano, and uh, Linda Toscano and Scott Zeron they've teamed up to to win many stakes races in the past. And uh, this was actually Scott's second Little Brown Jug. And when It's My Show won the North America Cup, that was his second North America Cup win as a as a driver. So uh, the other th- note of interest is uh, the Jugette was the day before, and it's for three year old pacing fillies. And uh, it was won by a horse by the name of, called uh, You Can Do It Blue Chip. And it was driven by Scott Zeron and trained by Linda Toscano. Wow. So they, uh, the, the Double jug header. went, yeah, the jug went <laughs> for a million and I believe the, uh, the jugette went for about a half a million. So they had a pretty good couple of days. I would say. And, yeah. and is it a badge of honor to win either the jug or the jugette? Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it, uh. Uh, the the jugette is is for your fillies and and uh, not too many of your fillies will go into the the little brown jug to race against the colts so uh, yeah it's uh, it's on the same pedestal and that's a great great way to put it on a pedestal we put all of our horses on pedestals don't we that's right <laughs> and that's in case you missed it sponsored by R S Bulk Propane on Ponies twenty four seven the radio magazine. Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than RS Bulk Propane, Canadian owned and family operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Jim Lawson has been an integral part of our show right from the beginning, a frequent guest and a huge supporter of Ponies 24-7. We are deeply grateful for all he has done for us, for Woodbine, and for the horse racing industry as a whole. Next Sunday, October the 1st, Jim Lawson officially retires as the CEO of Woodbine Entertainment. He joins us now on Ponies 24-7. I'm so happy to have you with us, and I guess it's, what, eight sleeps until you retire? <laughs> yeah, it, first of all, it's always great to be on with you guys. Uh, it, I, I'm sure we'll be able to continue uh, post-October 1st, and uh, but it's, uh, yes, it's uh, uh, officially as October 1st, I will move into the executive chair role, and uh, Michael Copeland, who's been with us for a couple of years now, uh, will be the CEO uh, as of October 1st. So was it a tough decision for you to make, Jim, to uh, to step away? No, it 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 uh, not a particularly tough decision. It's it was something that uh, was discussed in detail with the board three years ago. That I really and I think I'd already extended once. I I was chair of the company before I took on this role in 2015, and I took it on on uh, on a temporary basis, and that temporary has turned into over eight years, and. Uh, 
I, I, I had always targeted uh, that I wanted to spend uh, spend more time, and uh, I, I've had a long, busy career, and, and uh, just this is, for me, this is more of a stepping back uh transition that that's going on here and and i have to be careful to hand the reins to michael uh but uh it was not a, a difficult decision it's something that I've, I've i've wanted to do for uh a couple of years now to give myself some more time let's rewind to when you first uh were a part of woodbine entertainment not as the ceo but when your first foray into this business what was your knowledge of horse racing at that point well, my knowledge. Thanks for asking. My knowledge was was high. At least uh, I, I regard it as high. It's a hard thing to say about yourself. But uh, uh, my father, uh, who is in the Canadian Horse Racing Hall of Fame, was a real student of the game. He had uh, he had a very modest stable that he ran from 1966 until he passed away in 2011. But while I say it was modest, uh, he he won uh, over 70 stakes races and uh, had multiple sovereign award champions running a modest stable. And, uh, you know, from the time I was very young, I was helping him go through the, the blood horse and, and the thoroughbred record at the time and, and tracking sales and tracking breeding and uh, so I was um, I was a, a very young student of the game and came to Woodbine uh, you know, when I was eight and ten years old, and mm-hmm. and uh, and grew up coming to Woodbine, so I had a pretty thorough knowledge of uh, of the breeding industry and the racing industry. I during law school, I worked for a, what was and and still is a well known. He's still with us, a, a famous equine veterinarian in Paris, Kentucky, Dr. Robert Copeland. And in law school, I worked for for Dr. Copeland at his equine surgery clinic in Paris, Kentucky. So. I never imagined that I'd end up uh, in working in the horse racing industry. I was a lawyer for 17 years and in private equity for 10 years, so I uh, I didn't think I'd end up here. But when uh, I joined the board to help with the real estate here, um, because a lot of my legal career had been in real estate development, um, but I never thought I'd end up on the operational management side. And ownership and and breeding, you've kind of taken that on now, right? And that's something that you're going to probably expand? I don't know about expand, <laughs> but I'll certainly carry carry on with it. I, I don't make any bones about saying this is a very, very tough business, the breeding and racing business from an owner's perspective and anyone in the uh uh, the 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 industry or the business knows that and appreciates that. Having said that, uh, I like so many others, and I hope more get involved as as owners and breeders. I, I love it. I'm passionate about it. So um, I, I I carry on. I will carry on uh, with the with the breeding and owning. I'm not so sure I'm ready to expand it, Larry. But <laughs> uh, but uh, I certainly uh, want to stay in the game uh, in that perspective. Can you explain to us your feelings, your thoughts about the equine athletes? Well, yes. I mean, it it uh, you know I, I I've spent you know most of my time uh, you know and my father was the same way i mean we we he bred his own horses to race and 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 i do the same and um so you get they're wonderful smart animals there's there's such um statuesque individuals it's 
it's easy to fall in love with a with a racehorse. They're they're great athletes. I I think the one thing that uh, people in the industry understand, but the public doesn't appreciate, is is no one loves and cares for these racehorses uh, more than uh, more than the people that own them and train them and groom them. And and I think that's an important thing. They are bred to race. That's what they love to do. They they race in fields before, you know, when they're one years old, they're running around and, and, uh, and, and that's what they want to do. And that's what they love to do. And I, I think that's important to remember. And, and, and the people in this industry care deeply about this horses. Yes. You know, there's a few bad eggs that from time to time have, have, have ruined it for the bigger picture. But I, I think, uh, the vast, vast majority of people love these animals and, and I'm one of them. And that's really how you sell the business to get new ownership in, right? Is to talk about these animals are equine athletes and they're treated well and the the whole thing, right? Yeah, it, it's it, for sure, Larry. It's it's very contagious. I mean, uh, if, if if one wants to recruit new owners, there's there's nothing better than than coming down to to Woodbine uh, in the morning in, in the backstretch and seeing these wonderful animals train and, and be washed and, and be fed and walked. And it, it just, uh, it, it's really um, because of, of what wonderful specimens they are and kind specimens, uh, uh, people, people can and do fall in love with the sport. And uh, it's, it's actually a, a big part of what we're trying to do in terms of marketing here at Woodbine on the other side is, is bring the public closer to these horses. And, and we're constantly working on ways to, to expose our, our equine athletes and our jockeys and, 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 uh, and, and getting people a, a better feel for, for that, uh, for the sport as, as, as it is. Yeah. And Jim, can we discuss your vision, your vision for Woodbine and, and where we are in terms of progress right now. It, and it, 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 it appeals to so many people, live, work, and play, if you will, and beyond. Yeah, it's, it's um, certainly been a, a long project. I mean, I came onto the board in 2007 to deal with the real estate there as, as it's been well documented and there are 700, uh, close to 700 acres of land here and uh, you know, a couple of major uh, principles. N- number one, uh, we want to bring people to this vast parcel of land to expose horse racing and, and one of the ways that we're going to do that is is uh, continue with the development uh, and mass transit to this site and expose horse racing. So this will ultimately someday, the vision is 10, 15, even 25 years from now, we will have this gem right in the middle of the city with 30,000 housing units around it with, with parkland and mixed use development and right at center ice of everything will be, will be the racetrack. And so that is, that is the staple that's going to carry this on for generations. And, and it's exciting. And I think it's an ex- exciting vision and I think it will um, prove out to be true and it may take 15 or 20 years, but that's, that's what we're going to have here at Woodbine. I, I also, um, I'm a realist in the sense that uh, it's such a competitive world, both for sports and entertainment, the wagering dollar, and uh, it's it's a difficult industry. And the pari mutual 
uh, product is is difficult. I see someday that there will be um, fixed odds uh, wagering to to be uh, on an equal footing with the sports wagering that's come in. But the reality of it is, it is a business that's challenged and consolidating and. If you're sitting where we're sitting here today, we do have the 683 acres of land, and and part of it is using our assets, uh, including our land assets, to build sustainable revenue to support the capital and operating uh, revenue that that is required to support this sport. And um, that goes, you know, not only for the thoroughbred product here at Woodbine, but for the standard bread product at, at Mohawk. And we need to generate alternative sources of revenue, given given the competition and given what's going on with the sport. So that's a that's a more difficult conversation. Yet it's one to help with the vision that we are entirely focused on our mandate to support this sport in this province, in this country, and uh, and and that's one of the ways we're going to do it. I, I don't mean to suggest that it's that it's all going to be through real estate development. We've made enormous strides with technology and sports wagering, our broadcasting and our and our outreach and our brand. Uh, and and uh, you know, there's a an, another alternative source. We also, I firmly believe that we need to continue to work with the government and and the OLG on things like historical horse racing. There's no reason we shouldn't uh, have historical horse racing in this province, which greatly supports uh, racetracks like the Red Mile and Kentucky Downs and has put us at a big disadvantage in terms of purses. And And, I, and I'm hoping uh, that we will get to the point where we do have historical horse racing here and in, 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 in other avenues, lotteries and otherwise, to support racing in this province because uh, it does employ a lot of people and that's the bottom line there are 25 to 35,000 people that are totally dependent on this sport in this province for their livelihoods and Woodbine is the economic driver of that and we have to make sure that continues and the way it's going to continue is is supporting and pursuing those alternative sources of revenue that I just mentioned. And one of these would be the recent announcement with uh, Bet365 with integrating horse racing into the uh, Bet365 app, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we could not sit still and watch the the sports betting operators come into this province and and, uh, and, and cannibalize not necessarily the horse racing customer as it is today, but certainly the future horse racing customer which is, is the young demographic, the young customer that, that needs to understand and, and the, the sport and be exposed to the sport. And uh, it, it's going to happen through those major sports betting operators. So, yes, we've started with Bet365, but I expect uh, in the next 12 months uh, you will be able to get uh, horse racing content with all the major sports betting operators. And in addition to that, I for in other provinces, uh, British Columbia in particular, uh, where there are lottery corps running sports betting, we need to get the horse racing content onto uh, the horse racing uh, operators or, or the horse racing sports betting uh, combined in provinces like BC and others that uh, where the lottery corps are uh, are managing the sports betting. Time for a little break here on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. When we come back, more with Woodbine Entertainment CEO Jim Lawson. 
Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pineview dealership and view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today and take advantage of some hot summer savings deals. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standardbred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds, one vision. This is 1059 The Region. Ponies 24 7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. We are deep in conversation with the CEO of Woodbine Entertainment, Jim Lawson businessman i want you to to move over to the more sensitive side of you and that would be the horse racing fan what's it like for you to walk into woodbine to to watch a race to be wherever it is that you choose to watch a race at woodbine or really anywhere what's it like for you what do you go through what do you feel <laughs> well, it depends if <laughs> it depends certainly i you know i i love watching the horse races and, uh, and, and I, I, I love going to Mohawk and being, and being right up front on the rail at Mohawk <laughs> and, and certainly, uh, the same feeling here at, at, at Woodbine. I, uh, it, it starts to change a little bit, uh, when I have an interest in the race or a horse in the race. And, uh, <laughs> if, if the, if the horse has a good chance, whether it's an inexpensive horse or a horse that's running for, a, for a higher stakes, um, I get nervous just the same. I pace and anxious. It's 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 like it takes me back to my my hockey days and where you're pacing and uh, and nervous. <laughs> and so I get very anxious. But uh, you know, and I often go off on my own to 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 watch because <laughs> I uh, I'm not a I'm not a good host. Let me put it that way. When uh, when uh, my wife says let's bring people to the races she warns them in advance saying jim is not likely to be a good host today and because they do get very anxious but uh you know it, it, it's fun and uh i think you've heard it said many times there's there's nothing like watching your horse win a horse race whether it's a 
whether it's an inexpensive claiming race or, or a stakes race, there's there's no feeling like it. Yeah. Well, let's uh, kind of switch gears here, Jim, and talk about Woodbine Mohawk Park, and especially tonight, you've got the uh, Mohawk Million, which uh, just happens to be raced tonight, and it, that was a initiative uh, race that you were involved in right from the very beginning. Why is it such an important race, do you think, for harness racing? Well, it's it's unique. Um, I'm hoping we can keep it going. We're we're certainly going to look that uh, you know it's it's a tall task. It, it, it with uh, asking people to buy slots uh, in the race for a hundred thousand dollars each, and of course, as as you guys know, the, uh, the 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 final spot goes to the Wellwood winner. And but it's it's been a really important step for the industry in this sense. I think that. Uh, uh, people who are buying slots are, are, are clearly major players in the industry. It's garnered a lot of interest. It's for, it's for two-year-old trotters, which uh, certainly um, has, has helped uh, develop the interest in trotters. Uh, I'm, we're working with uh, the PMU in, in France right now, and they are interested in, in trotting races, and, of course, Sweden is. And I think there's, it's important to... Uh, to promote trotting and uh, this this race for two-year-old trotters certainly does that everyone i think the, the not everyone but at the at the yearling sales uh you know trotters when we first opened up this concept uh, trotters are in high demand uh it's brought a lot of focus during the year with with the slot owners and the owners of horses to start uh, zeroing in on it. it it's been fun and i i hope we can keep uh the Mohawk million going, uh, next year in, in some capacity, but tonight, uh, tonight will be really fun. We've got a, a great card and I, and I think it's been important for the industry. We wagered every, uh, every year. And I know the people who, who win this race and who will win it tonight, they will, they will put the money back into the industry, which is so exciting. So it's, it's been, uh, it's just been a positive all the way around and, and we're very proud, uh, that we've been able to keep it going, and uh, I know we will keep it going in some fashion uh, in the future. Jim, harness racing has often played bridesmaid to thoroughbred racing. Is that changing? Well, certainly our numbers would indicate uh, that uh, we're, you know, we're expanding. I, I, I don't, it's interesting to, I would look at it through this lens and, and that, yeah, on a on a uh, on a global scale and on a uh, state by state basis, certainly the the harness racing product plays bridesmaids. But at the same time, there are pockets, including in Ontario, where standard bred racing is hugely popular, and and in certain states in the United States, so. It, it doesn't as much play bridesmaid as as certain sports are are are, are popular in uh, in certain regions in the world and in and harness racing is really popular in Ontario. It's really par- popular in Australia and uh, in France and uh, in certain states in the United States. So it's um you know we've I think we've done a good job moving uh, full time uh, to Mohawk. I think that's been a positive. Uh, our investment in the facilities there ha- have been good, and 
if what's happening for us is is our product is growing and we're we're taking away market share in the United States, I also hope that uh, our move of our content onto these sports betting operators is is going to have the effect that more and more people will be interested in wagering on harness racing. I I don't think it's a stretch to say that uh, you know the young sports better. Um, who most of them don't know much about horse racing. And, and if they do, they know about the Kentucky Derby and maybe the King's <laughs> Plate. But I think, uh, you know, the opportunity to learn more about harness racing should should help the sport. And, and I'm hoping that our, as I say, our movement onto these major sports betting operating platforms and the marketing powers that they are will uh, will help expose more more people and more young people in particular to harness racing well jim you've been on the show quite a bit well since day one pretty much you're, you're almost like we joke about it you're almost a co-host eh? so but uh going forward and when you think back on on your career as ceo of woodbine you obviously worked on and, and brought in a lot of initiatives that have been successful for the uh, horse racing industry in general. Is there one that you're most proud of, though? Well, boy, um, <laughs> you're putting me on the spot, Larry. I, I would say, you know, the biggest accomplishment um, was coming in, and, I, and I'm not trying to take sole credit for this as I say this, but as I reflect back on what's happened to the industry during my tenure, I I came in as chair of uh, Woodbine Entertainment in in, uh, 2012, and the industry in Ontario was in a complete state of chaos. The uh, OLG and the Minister of Finance had given us notice that they were cancelling the slots at Racetrack Program. Um, we were deriving most of our revenue um, from that slots at racetrack program, uh, huge amounts of money coming in, which were supporting purses, supporting the industry. I'll even say that I think the industry, including Woodbine Entertainment, were complacent because it was $150 million net that was coming in um, that could be used. And... Um, the the we weathered a big storm um i i basically moved in here full time within months as executive chair we had to restructure which wasn't fun we had to let 300 people go and we had to work closely with the government uh to get transitional funding because i think the government underestimated at the time the impact that it would have by pulling the rug out from the from the horse racing industry in this province and over years, we got to our, ourselves to the point where we negotiated, and Woodbine were the lead negotiators with the, with the province on the on the long term funding agreement. So that is that is number one. I mean, so many other things: uh, getting through the pandemic and moving the moving the track uh, uh, here, the full time the harness racing to Mohawk. Uh, uh, the grass course here. There have been a lot of great things and initiatives that that have occurred and uh, that I'm very proud of. But uh, when I look back, uh, boy, it was pretty dark days here in 2013, 14, 15, and 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 I'm proud. I feel like we're on very strong foundation for the future of this sport in this province in the future. 
Bravo, Jim Lawson. When people leave positions like yours, CEO, they're often given a gold watch or a car or a trip. <laughs> How about, in your case, a horse named after you? <laughs> I'm not looking at <laughs> I, You know what? I, 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 I've been reflecting. We had a board meeting yesterday uh, at, at Woodbine and uh, where we officially... Uh, uh, confirmed uh, Michael Copeland as the new CEO uh, as of uh, October 1st. And I um, I thought about that on, on the way in yesterday to the board meeting, and I would say that, uh, uh, that I feel very appreciative and honored to be able to step back yet yet stay in this industry and so i'm i'm excited to do that i i don't i don't need any gifts uh, i i really am um, very thankful to be working among great people here at woodbine a great board and the horse community at woodbine and at mohawk who are very supportive and i'm i'm really kind of very fortunate and blessed to be able to to stay in this industry even though I am stepping down so I, I uh I feel really good about things. Well, we so, feel real you. good about you, Jim, because you've been on the show. You've made yourself available for us on uh, many occasions. You know, good luck going forward. In well, you're as you say, you're not stepping away. You're just kind of well stepping away into another position. But uh, good luck and and thanks for doing this interview and the many other ones that you did for us. And as Bob Hope used to sing, thanks for the memories. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Well, as always, I love being on with you again today, and and enjoy uh, enjoy tonight at Mohawk. It's a, it will be a fantastic night, and and uh, and thank you for having me on. And uh, we'll we'll talk again soon. I'm sure we will. After the break, when we come back, Woodbine's everything man, Mark McKelvey, joins us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than RS Bulk Propane, Canadian-owned and family-operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with hbibet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to hpibet.com to join for free today. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine. Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. He is an on-air personality. He's also a masterful and hardworking man behind the scenes as Woodbine Senior Manager of Communications, Mark McKelvey. He joins us now on the show. Welcome. We've got a lot to talk about, Mark. 
Thank you. I, I guess we do have quite a bit to talk about <laughs> since uh, the last time I was on. It's been a bit busy stretch. Well, before we get into uh, tonight's Mohawk card, which is uh, probably one of the biggest cards you've had in, in a long time, I want to mm-hmm. talk to you a little bit about Thursday's Little Brown Jug. Certainly the winner, It's My Show, helped to kind of validate the uh, North America Cup as one of the leading stakes races, eh? Oh, yeah, no doubt. I uh, I thought, uh, you know, if you go back to the North America Cup back in June, a lot of people say if that race got done over again, Confederate, who was coming on the outside, maybe beats It's My Show. But you only get that one chance in that moment, and It's My Show won on that day. And now those horses haven't really crossed paths, and they didn't at the Little Brown Jug either, but It's My Show got another big, you know, major victory right there. So, um, like you said, it kind of validates and and certainly uh, has him stamped right there, right beside Confederate as the, the top dogs in the in the three-year-old pace and colt division. I love that expression, top dogs, when we're talking about horses. So <laughs> what is it about It's My Show that makes him so outstanding? Well, he's a pretty, pretty versatile horse and, and got a lot of speed, and, and that's the one thing about these top horses um, at that three-year-old pace and colt level is that you've got to be, you know, they got to obviously be really talented and they got to have that high speed, but it's the fact that, you know, now we're into going towards late, September and here's a horse still at the, the top of his game right like a lot of these horses will have their peaks and valleys and, and a horse like it's my show has been uh just been electric all season long and you'd like to see it continue going forward because I'm sure there's going to be a pretty good uh, pretty good matchup coming up when when he and confederate finally do meet again well let's uh, let's talk about tonight you've got a fantastic uh, car to racing at Woodbine Mohawk Park and I think you got one or two stakes races eh? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you'd think <laughs> yeah well let's talk about it let's talk about the uh, the Mohawk Million and the Metro and uh, you know things mm-hmm. are just getting better and better at Woodbine Mohawk Park aren't they yeah it's been uh, it's been a good run over the last several weeks we branded it the uh, Grand Circuit meet basically since about mid-August right through to tonight uh, it seems every weekend there's been some grand circuit stakes and some big, obviously some big cards. And tonight's probably as big as it does get. Like you said, this is a, a card where there's over 3.7 million on the line. That's the richest night in Canadian racing. So it's going to be a lot of fun tonight. I'm really looking forward to it. I'll be in the announcer's booth and um, getting the chance to call those kind of races. Uh, doesn't happen every day. So I'm really looking forward to them. And it's a nice blend this card because you've got the Mohawk Million and the Metro and the She's a Great Lady. They're all uh, marquee events for two-year-olds, so you're seeing the the rising stars, and then we've got races like the Canadian Trotting Classic and the Elegant Image, where you've got some established three-year-old stars. So you kind of get the best of both worlds. How is it that this becomes probably the richest uh, night when it comes to racing purses when we see standard bred racing? How did that happen? Yeah, you know what these these races all have outside of the Mohawk Million all have you know a long legacy. They've all been going on for. For multiple decades now the million though this is going to be edition number four already which is actually crazy to think about because it feels like we we just started it but that race um when you've got a million dollar purse uh you you want to obviously kind of create that real big night of racing so the way the stake schedule got uh moved around in the last few years to stack up this card uh is what's led to it being the richest night i mean we got more on the line in purses tonight than we do on north america cup night which which isn't far behind but it it just kind of speaks volumes to um just how lucrative our our stakes program is and um how successful and supported it has been over the last several years that we can keep these races at these levels so break down some of these uh races tonight mark for us uh like let's start with the million and and the metro um who do you think that the uh you know is going to be crossing the finish line first i guess 
Yeah, I think in the Mohawk Million, it's going to be pretty tough to beat a horse by the name of TCI. Uh, he's got post position number eight, yeah. trained by Ron Burke. David Miller does the driving. And this horse, a few weeks back, won the William Wellwood Memorial, which if you won that race, you got a free spot in the Mohawk Million. So uh, all he's continued to do is win races. I think he's eight for nine on the season. He just had a victory down in Indiana last Friday night. And when he won that race, it actually stamped him a free berth in the in the Breeders' Crown final in October. So this horse has really been uh, picking his spots and, and getting his victories and earning lots of money. So he's going to be tough to beat in there. The one thing that's interesting about that race is there's uh, four fillies in it uh, out of the group of 10. So mm-hmm. we're seeing the boys go against the girls go against the boys. And uh, there's a filly by the name of Drawn Impression. Uh, she'll start from post five. She's trained by Luke Blaine, driven by Louis Waugh. Uh, she has uh, really impressed us here locally. Uh, she's really well-bred. She won the Peaceful Way Stakes uh, at the end of August, which was the same night as the Wellwood Memorial. So it was the Philly counterpart to the Wellwood, and <laughs> she won that one in very dominant fashion. So it's pretty neat that we're going to get to see two super rookies kind of clash, or clash this early. Uh, you don't usually see the girls taking on the boys until much later in their career. And, you know, speaking of the ladies, it, there are other races tonight that are strictly for fillies. We've got the Elegant Image Stakes final and the She's a Great Lady Pace final. So talk about those two. Yeah, the, the elegant image is for three-year-old trotting fillies, and uh, it, I think it's a pretty wide-open race. I think it's really competitive. There's a horse named Righteous Resolve, who last year was our, our dominant two-year-old trotting filly here in Canada. She won the O'Brien Award, and um, she's had a up-and-down season so far, but I think she's kind of turned the corner. Her last two starts, she's been really good, and uh, you like to see that because there's there's nothing worse uh, than when you watch the uh, see a horse that was just so good at two come back and not get back to that level at three. You know, you really feel for the connections especially when you, you've got all winter and, and you're dreaming about being in those big races again. And uh, Righteous Resolve, she, like I said, really turned the corner. James McDonald drives her and, um, you know, really going to be carrying that local banner in the elegant image. Uh, as for the She's a Great Lady, <laughs> this race, these two-year-old Pace and Phillies, they've really been impressing me this season um, just with their high speed. I mean, we've seen uh, miles in 149 from two-year-old pacing fillies, and we were saying that before it was September. I mean, that's just wild to me. So uh, there's a lot of good fillies in there. Probably the biggest standout is a filly named Caviar Bell, Yannick Zingros driving for Nancy Tactor. Um, this one won her elimination, but she's almost perfect this season. And the way she won her elimination looked like she was going to get beat, and she dug in. She'd been off a few weeks, so I think she's going to be even better now getting back on a, a regular rotation. And then uh, speaking of uh, James McDonald, he's got a really live filly named It's a Love Thing for trainer Dave Maneri. She's number five in the She's a Great Lady, and the unique story about her is She's very talented. She's winning lots of races, and she's doing it with one eye. She actually, uh, mm. when she was young, um, lost an eye, and it's kind of a neat little story that, hey, she might only have 50% vision, but uh, she's given 110% on the track, <laughs> and, and she's just a, a wonderful filly to watch race. That's really well put, Mark. Yeah. Well, before we uh, switch uh, switch breeds and get you to talk about the uh, Woodbine Thoroughbred meet, I just wanted to, to add this past week, uh, Mohawk hosted the RCMP musical ride. Uh, how did that go over? Yeah, it was uh, it was really successful. Uh, it was an awesome event that was well supported by the the local community, and um, you know we were able to partner with uh, with the community to bring this event to Mohawk. And uh, I think we ended up with the crowds around three thousand on both nights. So I mean, uh, it, it was well attended. Uh, great, not just for everybody that got to see the show, which was fantastic, but also. You know, for us to get, to get people from the community that maybe haven't come out to the track or they haven't been for a while, get them back in. And uh, it's kind of funny how it worked out that 
you know, when people went home from the RCMP musical ride on Tuesday or Thursday, we were able to say, hey, and if you want to come back Saturday, you know, it doesn't get much better than the card we're going to be able to put on. So I think we'll see a little bit of that uh, trickle-down effect where we'll see people come into the track that um, maybe came out because they'd heard about this great show they were going to see, and now they might get the bug. Mm-hmm. And could, would you consider then tonight's races would, the culmination of what you might describe as a tremendous summer meet at Woodbine Mohawk Park? <clears throat> yeah, I would say so. I, I mean, we're going to have, um, as we get a little later into the season, obviously we crunch numbers a little further, but uh, the handle's been strong, uh, good attendance, especially on the weekend. So uh, it's been a good run, and it's a little tiring, I think, because mm-hmm. you cram all these big races kind of into a six, seven-week stretch. So you're, you're going full tilt, but uh, it, it's hard not to enjoy it when, like we said, you got the best horses coming to your track every week to race and um, put on a great show. And are the fans coming as well? Yeah, yeah, they are. And, you know, obviously we saw a little bit of a dip once uh, school goes back in. Um, but the weekends have still been really strong, and I'm expecting a really good crowd tonight. All right, well, let's talk a little bit now about Woodbine in the thoroughbred season. Obviously, last weekend you had some great races uh, with the uh, the Woodbine Mild, and you got you got to see some great horses that some of them you'll see in the uh, the Breeders' Cup, right? Uh, but mm-hmm. you've still got uh, the Breeders' Stakes to come, and the Patterson International, the Cup and Saucer. Talk about the next couple of months. Yeah, you're right. Um, I guess after the plate, all the eyes really turned to the mile, and and that weekend, and with those three winning or in races for the Breeders' uh, Cup. Um, I thought they delivered really well. I thought the mile, you know, we got to see another tremendous horse come from overseas. Godolphin, whenever they come to Woodbine, mm. just seems like they spend the whole day in the winter circle. But, um, you know, that was a, a really nice performance by Master of the Seas in the mile. And those two-year-old races also, I thought they delivered really well. But looking ahead now, you know, it's too bad we're not going to have an opportunity to see a to see a triple crown bid um, after Velocitor was the winner in the uh, Prince of Wales. But the Breeders' Stakes, I think, is going to be a really good race. Um, that's coming up next Sunday, and, uh, you know, it's a mile and a half on the EP Taylor. It's a real test uh, of endurance and stamina. And um, based on the group that's nominated, I think it's going to be pretty pretty competitive. I know, you know, I haven't got the full full list yet on who we expect will be in the race for sure, but obviously the you kind of grow attached to some of those horses that, uh, have been competing in the first two legs of the Triple Crown, so it'll be cool to see that who comes back and, and tries. And Plus, there'll be some new horses mixed in there that are targeting that race. And then the week after, um, you mentioned it, we've got the Canadian International coming back after it was off for a year. So that's such a such a historic race. I mean, talk about legacies, and the International doesn't get much bigger than that. So to have it back on the calendar, and you know, we're excited to see the kind of group that'll come together for that race. And also on that card, you've got the E.P. Taylor Stakes. Um, you know, that's going for 750 a grade one. So it's going to be a, mm-hmm. it's gonna be another really good, busy couple weeks here. But like I said before, you, you know, just like a Mohawk, when you've got the best horses coming to race, um, it, it's a lot of fun. Mark McKelvey, Senior Manager of Communications, and that would be for, obviously, Woodbine, Woodbine Entertainment. But you also wear another hat, and I saw you broadcast the uh, King's Plate. I saw you work the... Prince of Wales, you've got the Breeders' Stakes coming up a week uh, tomorrow. How do you prepare for the on-air coverage of what are such exciting races? <laughs> well, it's uh, it's kind of helpful when my job, you know, day-to-day is in the communications department because you're kind of always up on what's going on. And, you know, we, we like to turn out as much content as we can when it comes to stories and previews and recaps of the races. So, um, I guess you could say you're, you're in the know there. So when you're getting ready for 
uh, a show like the ones that you mentioned, um, you're pretty familiar with the horses and, and the, and the riders and the trainers and, and all the storylines. So, uh, it's been a lot of fun, uh, broadcasting those races and looking forward to the breeder stakes. And then, and then we have the international as well, which will, we will be broadcasting. So, um, kind of wearing a lot of hats, like you said, mm-hmm. uh, calling the races at Mohawk, uh, several nights a week uh, as well right now. And, um, staying really busy and, and I guess you want to busy is good. That's how I always look at it. I think I thrive on being busy. And it's hockey season now, right? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that up, Larry. I, uh, yeah, that starts next weekend as well. So I don't think there's enough hours or days in the week for me here. So we're, we're going to kind of put that to the test here over the next couple of weeks. We just spoke with Jim Lawson, a CEO of Woodbine Entertainment, stepping down on October the 1st. And we actually have been corrected by him. He's stepping back, not stepping down. What are your <laughs> thoughts on the impact that Jim has had on Woodbine and what... Uh, it will be like without him at the helm. Yeah, I think I think the way uh, he put it there, uh, that he'll just be taking a step back. Uh, obviously, he's going to be still heavily involved, and, and that's great for Woodbine, right? Because you can see all the, the growth we've had over the last uh, several years and during his tenure as CEO, and um, you want to see that continuing to go forward. So um, he's always been uh, tremendous to work with. Uh, that's the one thing uh, when people ask me, what what it's like working with Jim? You know, he he gives you a lot of uh, a lot of opportunities, and you know, on the comms team, obviously, we're pretty close because we're always trying to get key messaging out there. And you know, he values your input, he values your opinion, and and obviously, um, you know, is the reason he's so successful. Uh, everything he's done, so it, it's nice to be able to pick his brain as well, and um, you know, wishing him nothing but the best. Well, before we let you go, Mark, I've never really asked you this question. I know you got involved in horse racing because of your family ties and that. But when you were growing up, was there a horse or a race that really kind of sold you on or a bunch of races that really kind of sold you on this business? That's a good question. That's a really good question. I, I guess I go back to um, probably 15 at this time when some beach somewhere was having his tremendous, tremendous run. Um, and I guess you're old enough at that point that you're retaining everything. You, you understand the business a little more. So um, yeah, I just knew how special it was to watch him race, but from a young age, I, I kind of just tagged along and it was always at the track. So I never had to really get sold on it. I think, uh, it, it kind of, it bit me at a really young age and there, there was no mm-hmm. turning back. So I've always wanted to, to be involved in racing and I'm, and I'm lucky that I've been able to make a career at it. And in your heart of hearts, standard bread or thoroughbred? <laughs> well, I started on the standard breads and, <laughs> and that's what my whole family was involved in. So, uh, you know, it is obviously number one in my heart, but the one thing about the thoroughbred game is I was always, a, I was always a fan of it as well. And, you know, I loved going out to Woodbine on like a Sunday afternoon and, and we did that quite often. So now working, uh, over the last few years, kind of more deep, deeply inside the thoroughbred game, um, my appreciation's, you know, gone up 10 times as well. It's, it's a lot of fun, great people uh, on both sides, right? There's a lot of differences, but at the end of the day, it's all about the people. And, uh, I think that's the best thing about our sport is there's just a lot of good people in it that, you know, are passionate and caring and, uh, you know, make it go around. Mark, well said, thanks for doing this. And, uh, I'm looking forward to a great night of racing at Woodby Mohawk Park. Are you? I certainly am. I certainly am. <laughs> I never begged that I'd be getting a chance to call a a million-dollar race, so wow. I'm really looking forward to tonight. It's going to be awesome. And I'm looking forward to watching your coverage of the Breeder Stakes on Sunday, the 1st of October. Well done. You're a busy guy, and I thank you for giving us your time, Mark McKelvey. Thank you.
After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and of course some racing at several other North American tracks. So please make sure your HPI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today. Stay with us for Larry's Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to OntarioRacing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering Platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market, and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pineview dealership and view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today and take advantage of some hot summer savings deals. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems? As Larry gives us his Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing, we are ready for you. Thanks, Anne. Let's start at Woodbine. They have a 10-race card today. In race five is five and a half furlongs on the Tapita for maiden two-year-old fillies with an optional 40000 claiming tag and a purse of $65,900. Eleven fillies have been entered. I'm leaning to number four, Get My Drift, from the barn of friend of the show, Bill Tyrannis. You may be recalling last week's show, our guest Ernie Perry mentioned how he looks closely at horses that were well bet in their first lifetime start, and that's what we have here with Get My Drift. She was bet down to two to one in her first lifetime start at Woodbine, where she finished fourth. Her second start was on August 27th at Woodbine, where she was entered in the Muskoka Stakes, and in that race, Get My Drift broke from the wide 11 post and finished ninth. Today, she is back in the same class as her first start, where she took all of the money. It's the third start off the layoff and has a nice one minute and three five furlong breeze six days ago so woodbine race five number four get my drift 
Churchill Downs has an 11 race card today, including several stakes races on tap. Race one, though, is a maiden, special weight, mile and a sixteenth on the turf for two-year-old fillies, a purse of $120,000. Twelve horses and four also eligibles have been entered, including number nine, Luz Davina, who debuted at Saratoga on September 2nd and finished a fast-closing third in her debut race, which I might add was only at five and a half furlongs. In that race, Luz Davina was 10th most of the way, but turning for home, she closed nine wide on the outside to finish a rallying third, only beaten by one and three quarter lengths. Luz Davina obviously outran her odds in that race as she was almost 22 to one for that uh, debut. She's by Palace Malice, so Luz Davina should love the extra distance today. And the 69 buyer speed rating she took in that Saratoga race is the best of any of the starters in today's. I would like to have seen a work since that first start, but trainer Timothy Ham is 16% with maidens making their second start and 17% with horses going from a sprint to a route. So Churchill race one, number nine, Luz Davina. Well, all eyes will be on Parks Racing in Philadelphia as they host the Grade 1, $1 million Pennsylvania Derby for three-year-olds. Mile and an eighth on the dirt. Eleven horses have been entered, and I believe this race goes through number three, Saudi Crown, who is an improving three-year-old colt who has two wins and two seconds and four lifetime starts and is basically two noses away from being undefeated. His last start on July 29th saw Saudi Crown lead throughout over a sloppy track in the Grade 2 Jim Dandy Stakes at Saratoga, only getting nipped at the wire to the improving horse Forte. His start before Saudi Crown set some very fast fractions in the one-mile Grade 3 Dwyer Stakes at Belmont, and again he only got beat a nose. Saudi Crown is the only horse in today's field to have posted triple buyer speed ratings with a 105 and a 106 respectively in his last two starts, and trainer Brad Cox brings this guy up to today's race with a nice string of five furlong works. There is some other speed signed on today, but Saudi Crown has proven that he can handle company on the front end. So Parks Racing, race 13, the Pennsylvania Derby, number three, Saudi Crown. And last but not least, it's Mohawk Million Night tonight, and Mohawk is a tremendous race card that also includes stakes finals for the Metro Pays, the She's a Great Lady, the Elegant Image, and the Canadian Trotting Classic. It's a 12 race card tonight, and race one is a one-mile pace for a purse of $24,000. A field of 10 has been entered, including number six, the Greek Freak, who returned last week after a month's layoff. And what a race it was as the Greek Freak raced to a dominant two-and-three-quarter length win in 149-4, last quarter 27-1. and one. The Greek Freak has shown in the past that he is a horse that can put a few good races together, and I believe that is what we'll see tonight. He's up a class tonight, but the Greek Freak's 149.4 time taken last week certainly fits in tonight's class. And I like the fact that friend of the show driver James McDonald is back in the bike tonight and did have some other driving options in tonight's race. So Woodbine Mohawk Park, race one, number six, the Greek Freak. Larry, I don't know how you do it. I just know that you do it really well. Here's hoping that all of your picks are winners. Before we go, I want to give a big shout out to Mark at fans of horse racing. Hello, Mark. And goodbye and thank you all for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. A reminder, if you would like to receive a free digital copy of the current issue of Ponies 24-7 magazine, a new one was recently released, email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. And please don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign, Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma. For more information on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.com 
www.ca slash ponies. Please donate to this cause. Stay with 105.9 The Region all weekend long, and thank you so much for listening. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Ann Romer and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more from the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.